Welcome to episode number eight of It Takes Two to Tango, Conversations That Move Us. I'm Martina. And I'm Nat. And together we are two life coaches on a mission to make the world a better dance floor. In this series, we invite you to a metaphorical dance. It's a conversation about how to partner with life in a more meaningful way. So we will translate some of the concepts that we have learned from Argentine tango and ballroom dancing. And we will translate those off the dance floor so that you too can experience the kind of bliss that we experience in partner dancing and that you can experience that in your life and in your leadership. So Martina, would you like to dance? I would love to, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so for today's topic, we're gonna to be talking about moving from love versus from fear. And um, there's a quote that I shared at the end of our last episode from Osho, and, and I'll repeat it here. He says, don't move the way fear makes you move, move the way love makes you move, move the way joy makes you move. And we talked briefly about this in the last episode, but re we really felt like there was more that we could share about this here. And so what I'd like to do is just share a possible scenario um, story that you might have experienced, maybe not so much now with, you know, um, less traffic in, in the world, but um, you probably experienced it at some point where you're late for an appointment and uh, you're driving there and how do you move, right? How are you? in the car. Uh, if you're in fear, and I, I've had experiences of both sides, so I'll share. Uh, if you're in fear, meaning that you're worried that you're gonna be late, you're worried that you're gonna miss the appointment, or you're worried about what the other person, the person you have an appointment with is gonna think about you, all of that fear um, influences how you drive, right? So. Um, you might be switching lanes a lot. You might be picking the wrong lane. You always end up behind the slowest person um, or people cut in front of you when they're really slow or you get stuck behind, um, get stuck at, at really long stoplights. Like everything feels like it's just longer. <laughs> and you're like, what the heck? Like, come on. And then you might get... Um, really frustrated at other people. You start blaming them like, why can't you drive faster? And why are you here? And it becomes a very um, just displeasurable, that's not the right word, but um, uh, un, it becomes, what's the word I'm looking for, Martina? Um, the word that comes to me is defensive, right? I'm, I'm in this defense. Yeah, but um, it, it is defensive, but it's like, um, it's Aesthetic, not off-putting. <laughs> it, it's not a fun drive at all. It's just it, it's just very uncomfortable, and sometimes what happens even is that you arrive there rushing. You 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 park your car. You rush to the appointment, and they're like, "Okay, you know, have a seat. Um, we'll be right with you, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and, and I've even had some people share things like. Like what I stressed for nothing, right? And, and that's really a key here is that 
the alternative is that you can choose to drive from love. And what that means is that you recognize that the appointment is what it is and you're late and it is what it is. And you're still going, you're still on your way, right? You're still driving. It's not like you're stopped. You're still driving. And so you can choose to be at peace. You can choose to relax. You can choose to enjoy yourself while you're driving and then you'll get there. And if you're late, or not late, I mean, it's inconsequential because yeah. you're, you've taken care of yourself along the way so that when you do arrive, you can either apologize, but at least you're not arriving as a ball of stress, <laughs> right? And waiting, um, it, it takes a lot to recover from being a ball of stress. Yeah, and you might even make that mean something when, you know, the assistant then or the receptionist tells you, oh, we'll be right with you. You know, it'll be about five minutes. And that's yet another conspiracy mm -hmm. <laughs> with the red lights and all those drivers that keep you from whatever it is. And you miss out on the connection. Right. You miss out on the connection with them. You've missed out from the very beginning with connection with yourself. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, what can happen if you're not conscious of it is it can carry over through the rest of the day yeah. or the rest of the week, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, yeah, I love that story. And yes, I've been there. I just had flashes of the bridge in San Francisco, <laughs> literally <laughs> being white knuckled and then thinking, okay, there's nothing I can do right now. So I might as well enjoy the view. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know what that reminds me too is, you know, similar scenarios since we're talking about life and, and dancing, right? You step on the dance floor, whether it's for performance, which of course already brings up the adrenaline response, right? And could cause one scenario as you're performing now with sweaty hands and shakes and tense muscles, right? And for me as a follower, potentially being lifted. I might be heavy like a brick <laughs> for you to lift me or even just a social dance, right? Somebody asks you to dance or you ask somebody to dance and you feel intimidated of that person and you want to impress them and you are afraid of what you might look like. And then you watch out of the periphery that your teacher is watching. And now you're fumbling every single playful step that you had in mind and that feeds the fear and along this whole tanda it becomes more and more tense and the embrace becomes a vice grip and <laughs> at the end of it you'll be drenched in sweat and feel like you've been run over by a truck. <laughs> yeah. And or, even, um, you know, right. you switch back to love and allow this experience to happen in a different way, shake off the idea, okay, part of me is intimidated right now and part of me feels stressed about this. So let me connect with the music, let me connect with the floor and the stranger that I'm taking literally into my arms and see what happens. Yeah, it is such a, um, a practice to let go of what the mind is making up and um and it seems so real it seems so important and then our bodies respond i mean even you know at 
speaking of the previous story about um, missing the connection with the receptionist, mm -hmm. that can happen on the dance floor where if you're in your head and um, I, I know I've had thoughts go through my head of like, oh, this is my partner's fault. Like, this is why we're not, you know, I'm not able to execute this. And, um, and I don't really necessarily mean it, but it's just like a, a reaction to like, um, it's really, <laughs> it's a defensive thought, basically, <laughs> right? In the moment it feels true. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of your being, all of your thinking, your feeling, your sensations in the body say it's true. And it might feel true, but it's not necessarily accurate, which is the tricky part about uh, sensations and emotions, right? That they might feel true, but they're not necessarily accurate. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the reason we're, we're talking about this is... Um, basically when we feel unsafe, as we've been talking here, is it like fear is when we feel unsafe, right? And, um, there's the fear of a wild animal attacking us. And that's one type of fear. Then it's very, uh, true and accurate, right? Um, but there's a fear that our minds create that um, may not necessarily be accurate. And what that does is it disconnects us from ourselves and from other people and from life. And we feel like we're the ones that life is happening by us and that life is happening to us, right? And when we're in that space of fear, we're trying to control circumstances, people, even ourselves, like going back to driving the car, right? We're trying to control other people, other drivers, and we're frustrated that we can't control them. That like, why are they going so slow? They should be, you know, we're judging them. We're trying to make them different or the situation different from what it is. And it causes even more stress, right? Yeah, and, and we make ourselves a victim not just of those circumstances that we perceive, but a victim of our own thoughts and perceptions of that moment. So that that, yeah. you know, that feeling, this is true, this is happening to me, comes through the way we're thinking about that situation. Right, it's right. It's so ironic. <laughs> yeah, and so it, it gives us a sense of powerlessness um, that we can't change this and that... that um, like in that situation, we can't change really anything. But then when we talk about it in terms of our life in general, oftentimes we look at like, well, I need this to change for me to feel better because yeah. this is causing a lot of stress for me. And it may truly be causing a lot of stress, but we need to look at it to see whether this is a theme, right? Where um, you're in one job and it's causing stress and you think I need a different job. And then initially that new job is better until it's not. And the same, yeah. same issues keep coming up, right? So we need to- thinking hasn't changed. Because yeah. the thinking, right. right. Only the circumstances and even, have. And even with that traffic, you know, that might be a very real experience. I'm stuck. 
Mm -hmm. late and I can't get out of here because the next exit is five miles from here and by then it's already 15 minutes too late and you know these these I think the thoughts and the perceptions are very real in that moment and they deserve respect and regardless on how real the circumstances are there is a potential to choose a response to it mm -hmm. so I can yell at the driver I can show him the finger and you know, then notice, oops, I was a cop, and now I'm being pulled over, <laughs> which adds to my delay, and now I'm not even getting a ticket, and, you know, have even more reason to be mad at, you know, myself, and the world, and my car, and the traffic, and the city, and the government, and the election, and, you know, the reason why I'm going to this meeting in the first place, oh, whoa, me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh boy, I just imploded just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so the alternative is to move from love. And but love doesn't mean passivity pass to be it doesn't mean to be passive, right? Like you can still be in a place of of ease or, or move from love and still be still care about things that are important and still take action, but you're not letting the circumstance uh, control you. Yeah. Right? And I think it also doesn't mean that I now need to love the circumstance. Mm -hmm. I don't need to love the traffic. I don't need to love the fact that I'm late. You know, I don't need to love the part of me that, you know, got me delayed because I forgot my phone once again and I ran upstairs and tripped over the cat and <laughs> you know all the reasons that made me late in the first place. I don't need to love that. Mm -hmm. And I can still actively choose love and love myself in that moment and reconnect from that place. Yeah. So let's talk about why this is so important. I mean, we've, we kind of gotten into this a little bit um but um how does fear impact our life well on a real physical level right i immediately get into the sympathetic ner nervous system right the fight and flight nervous system that shoots up ad adrenaline prepares me for survival prepares me to fight that tiger right a proverbial or perceived or imagined tiger that's after me. Life is up to get me. And uh, it changes my breath rate, my heart rate, my cholesterol, my muscles. It uh, changes my awareness into a tunnel vision because now I'm up for survival. And let's face it, you know, our brains have a very large investment in our survival. So I think our brains are programmed to look for potential danger more than to look for love because love comes later right when everything is peaceful the tiger is dead we're now transforming it into meat at the campfire that's the time to love and enjoy and take in the sweetness of our harvest and um, you know luckily we as humans have a choice right where we can choose love loving thoughts loving feelings and breath work in the moment that actually literally can switch us into the parasympathetic nervous system that is responsible for the rest and digest. So there is this literally a switch that happens in our entire system where we go pretty much on autopilot through the turbulence. Mm -hmm. 
right? And that's why if you're leaving the house and you can't you can't seem to find the keys, right? You're rushing out of the house and you can't find your phone um, is because you have that tunnel vision um, because that's what your body is designed to do when you're in in danger, right? right. It's is to shut down most of your awareness and just be aware of um, what is most necessary. Um, and so, I mean, there's so many times where if you're rushing out and you forget something, you're like, I can't find it. Okay, whatever, I don't need it. And then you come back and you see it was right there. Yeah. And um, there's also, um, there's a great video out there about um, basketball and bears or something like that. I don't know if you've seen that, but... Um, uh, is that where the moonwalking bear is going mm -hmm. to the basketball team? Yeah. So you're looking and you're counting, you know, who has more passes, the white or the black team. And by being so focused on all the activity and the noise, you don't notice the moonwalking right. bear going <laughs> right Straight through the middle, through middle. of the room. Right. Yeah. 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 That's like wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, being in traffic and being so focused on the on the fear based thinking is exactly that we miss a lot. Right. And right. we really disconnect because in a survival situation that serves us to actually dissociate from bodily sensation, having that out of body, perf you know, uh, experience of I need to get through this for my survival. I need to get to the appointment. Boy, the drama. <laughs> yeah, and, and we just miss out on so much of the richness of life that that is here. Um, actually, I had a, a, a um, tango lesson recently. I want to share a quick story on, on that. Um, so a tango teacher played a song. My wife and I are dancing. And, um, and he's like, See if you can uh, be focus more attention on my wife, um, on her movement, and dance to the violin in the song. And I was like, well, when I hear the song, all I hear are the beats. <laughs> and then occasionally I hear the violin come in, and I don't know how to move into the violin. And so he danced a little bit. And when he danced, I could feel that there was so much more in between the beats mm -hmm. that my brain and body at first couldn't, couldn't feel into, yeah. right? And even after you showed that and I danced again, I'm like, okay, I, I saw what you did and I can feel it. But in my body, I still only hear the this you know sharp beat and it was just really interesting that i needed to relax even more mm. so in my head about getting it right that i missed out on the subtleties of the music the pauses like there was so much more time in between the beats that I wasn't aware of because I was worried about getting it wrong. Yeah. And, and it speaks to this exact thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where we think there's only so much time 
and 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 actually we think there's so little time and we have to rush from point to point yeah but if yeah. we slow down right we see that there's so much more space and so much more um space to dance in whether it's on the floor or in life i love that and you know from a follower's perspective i had a similar experience recently in a dance lesson so on wednesdays on i, I know take a group lesson where we practice drills right and then right after i have a in-person real dance lesson where we actually dance with masks you know in embrace and um, my teacher brings in some of the things that he taught us in the group lesson and just leads them to see you know can my body actually respond to that and so last week we learned some interesting move that we can do you know if you lead a planeo right where you walk backwards around me and i stretch out my leg and you make a 360 or two 360s kind of surveying the room while i get to play and so <clears throat> this past week you know we we were practicing and as we are practicing with the mirrors and with the music and trying to be on beat and it's stressful and every time the teacher comes you fall apart right <laughs> i just had it and the teacher comes and you fall apart which is that automatic you know fear response a tiger is watching me he's gonna pounce <laughs> and so then as we're dancing and i'm noticing my brain is saying oh eddie is leading a planeo this is a time to bring in the thing what was the thing and i literally stopped it's like we collided mid rotation because you know eddie had some momentum and it's like i'm drawing a blank <laughs> and when i'm thinking when i'm now slowing that down you know i was listening to the music i was even feeling what was happening and i was getting ready oh he has a chance to play that move and then i'm thinking right i am getting out of the body i get in my head it's like what can i do and i literally stopped all the action <laughs> yeah <That's> on 95 <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? The one thing that is really cool, though, is that I've learned that our body or our minds can actually not hold fear and love simultaneously. Mm. So when we make that switch from one mode into the other, you know, we have that agency to switch from fear into a sense of love or belief of love. And then the feelings start catching up. It might take a little moment, right? The thoughts are easy to change. Emotions, ah, take a little bit. Body is what follows last. But, um, but I think that's very comforting to know that we have a choice and that, you know, we can choose love and it actually can ease and soothe and move away some of the fears. Yeah. So um, I know, Martina, that you had some movements that you wanted to share yes. uh, to, uh, you know, the, the question really is, how do we move more from love, right? Yeah. And uh, so I think this is a great segue into your uh, fear melters, it looks like yeah. you call them. Yeah. Well, and the first step, I think, is actually recognizing that that's what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, here's me being afraid. Oh, oh, here is me being rushed. Oh, here is me getting stressed. And so what I love is I've learned the so-called fear melters from Katie Hendricks. And she identified that there are four basic 
responses that we go into in fear. And uh, we might use all four of them and we might, you know, every one of us might dominate and have a tendency to use one over the other some more. So the two most known, I think, are fight and flight, right? We all know fight, flight. And the other two, a little bit lesser known, are freeze, right? Uh, deer in the headline, or <laughs> headlights, or, um, or faint, where we literally faint, literally faint, or kind of proverbially faint, where we just kind of go, huh? <laughs> mm. brain fog sets in. So the first step is to actually recognize that this is what's happening. Like, oh, you know, do I notice what my body is doing? Like, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting into flight. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving my body or I'm leaving the situation. I'm kind of becoming like disembodied. I don't even feel anything below my throat because of whatever, the anger in traffic or my intimidation of this handsome dance partner that just walked up to me, right? And so what you do when you recognize that, you know, you, what you do is you ooze to break up the flight, the mm. flight sense, you ooze. And you've seen pets do that, right? When a cat, for example, gets started, startled, after a moment, they'll do this luscious kind of stretching. Mm. So imagine that you're like chocolate syrup dripping all around you and you expand, right? To kind of get that presence, wiggling your legs. And I invite you to just kind of ooze with me if you feel like it. Yeah, like really stretch out like, ah, oh. maybe even making a sigh sound, right? Like, ah, oh, like you're in thick syrup and you're kind of noticing how all that flight and fear response melts in your shoulders and out of your spine and hips and legs so so that's what you do for flight right you ooze when you get the fight response right that's the you know flipping off the other driver right and or in um, in in dance it's when the Embrace becomes a vice grip, right? I'll show you, you know, you dance with me here, you know, I'll show you the rhythm that I hear. <laughs> or, you know, it might, uh, you might, you might bring one shoulder forward or you might actually go back, right? It's, it's that chin comes forward, right? What, what did you say? Right? That, that kind of thing. And so the way you bring yourself out of that response, if you have, a way to do that, you know, you, you might excuse yourself and go to the restroom, but I'm going to show you, you take on the pose of a sumo fighter. So, you know, you kind of, you know how these sumo fighters look, right? So you imagine you're that sumo fighter, you know, so you inhabit your space, you kind of drop your gravity down, take a wide stance and even breathe like that, you know, and get yourself fully grounded in your weight like that. And that helps like ground and you can do that even seated as you're in your chair. You know, if you now just widen your seat a little bit and put your hands onto your lap like that. Do you notice how all of a sudden you're more present and you feel like, okay, I'm, I got this chair. I own this chair now with my entire buttness. <laughs> <laughs> I, <that's humor>. ah! <laughs> So that's how you kind of dissolve that physical, you know, autonomic um, response in the body that happens when you get into the fight response and fear. So the next one is called freeze. You know, that's the one where you literally go, 
-hmm. which when driving, not a good idea, right? This is where you're hydroplaning. Ah, <laughs> and you can't even find the brake, right? Or you push both brake and gas uh, because, because you just freeze. And so what you do there to break that up is you wiggle. You wiggle. And it literally, and you see, you know, that's again, that's something that you see dogs do, right? When they get startled and they freeze like, oh my God, bulldog. And then once the bulldog is gone, they literally shake. They shake it all off. So you mm. wiggle and shake it all off. And that loosens up that grip of that fear that otherwise could just kind of stay with you, you know, and then for about a half an hour, you have that, you know, like, I'm going to get a heart attack. Oh, this must be COVID now. <laughs> kind of feeling. Yeah. And then the last one is faint. You know, that's the one where you get so scared and you feel that tunnel, tunnel vision coming in. And to me, sometimes it feels like a brain freeze, like everything goes in. And you might even have the feeling like your soul just exited through your pinky toe. You know, it's not even, you're not even present. Mm. Like you're in, you've left the body. It's like, ah, I fainted. And so what you do to break up that physical uh, response again, you reach out and you gather. You gather yourself, you gather the energy, you know, like, mm. so as if you are reaching into the clouds. Now you might not be able to do that in the meeting, but in the car, <laughs> when you're by yourself, why not? Right? So, yeah. So this is how you bring yourself back. You can also imagine it though. Like if you're yeah, meeting, you, you know, yeah. you can imagine your arms going out and gathering. Yeah. Just, just try to do that and be present. So if they call on you, you, you you're not just like back into freeze mode. <laughs> yeah. Or you excuse yourself, you go to the restroom, mm. you know, get into the stall and just, you know, if needed, go through all four, right? Mm -hmm. So those four are when you're fighting, when you feel that fight response, right? You ooze, you just ooze yourself out of the fight response. When you feel flight, ah, run. You ground yourself like, nope, I'm not going to run. I'm a sumo fighter. Ha! <laughs> or you get into a Superman pose, right? Like yeah. something of a power pose. Right. You want to stomp your feet and like literally feel the ground. Like, no, I'm not running. I'm here. Mm -hmm. Right here. Moment your mind. <laughs> and uh, freeze. We talked about you wiggle, right? Because you want to melt that freeze out of your body. Shake it all out. That's actually a Qigong exercise that literally yeah, just exactly. shakes everything in you. So, <laughs> and then uh, faint, you know, where you feel like that brain fog, that's where you then reach and gather. And I think mm. the reach and gather also, all of them really benefit even more with some breathing techniques. Wow. And I know you've had some, some breath work, right, that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, those were great, Martina. I'm gonna I'm gonna try those. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll send you that. There's actually a handout that uh, Katie prepared that I have right here. Yeah. Ta -da, ta -da. Nice. So maybe we can even um, when you post the video, I'll I'll see if I can attach it as a as a JPEG or something. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to add a couple more. Uh, one would be just uh, to breathe. I don't want to minimize just, it's not just, uh, but um, 
when we're in stress, we're often in our heads, we're already, uh, the mind is spinning out of control with a lot of thoughts. So um, depending on what stage you're at, you can breathe as a way to create um, a sense of peace within the body, right? Because when things start to feel out of control, bringing yourself back to the present moment is really valuable. So um, we can just breathe in deeply and then breathe out. And when you breathe out, really feel yourself settle into your body or into the chair, really feel the support underneath you. Um, in addition to that, you can breathe in and then make sound breathing out. <sighs> and that sound also helps ground you into the body. Um, another level is you can imagine breathing in the quality of something like breathing in peace or breathing in joy. So let's just breathe in peace here together. Imagine, imagine what peace feels like and then imagine breathing in that essence, the essence of peace into your body. And then breathing out peace. I'm breathing it into my room. Nice. <laughs> and then the last thing I discovered is this idea of expanding out. Uh, because normally when we're stressed, we contract. We contract our energy, we become smaller, we, we wanna be invisible. Um, and, and even just like stress, you feel in your body, it get, everything gets tight, right? Mm -hmm. So um, this is something I discovered actually, I, I was on a road trip and um, the person, I, I sometimes get motion sick. And so, especially if I'm tired and need to sleep, um, I, the motion sickness kicks up more. Mm -hmm. So I, I discovered that I, I did the first ex exercise of breathing and creating peace and that helped, but I realized that I needed to be able to be present to the situation, to be in the car and um, focused and not always have my eyes closed. So then what I did is expanded my energy out and that had this amazing effect where I, I would say in a sense, I shifted my, my state of being, right? I shifted my energy to be more expansive so I could be present, be aware of what was happening around me and feel at ease within. So I invite you to do that here with me right now, even if you're not in a space of fear you can just imagine your energy, let's say as a ball around you, or maybe it's within you and just see it expanding out, creating space within you and around you and see it maybe even expanding out to fill the room and just notice how, how your body feels in that expansion. Yeah, I like that. You know, and I like the way my awareness expands along with that thought. Mm -hmm. 
And the thought that occurred to me as, you know, imagining even the space behind me, like I have my own back. Yeah. It's a very comforting thought. Yeah. Well, wow. so. Oh, <laughs> a nice active uh, conversation today. I like that. Yeah, it was really great, yeah. Martina. Yeah. So um, for those that are listening, thank you again for continuing to uh, engage with us and, and consume our, our conversations and content. Um, we'd love to hear from you what ahas, insights you've gotten. Maybe even try some of the fear melters or the expansion breathing exercises and let us know. Um, what kind of impact, what kind of benefit, or even just what you experienced. If you have any questions about that, feel free to post that as well. And um, follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing this dance with us and the shakes and the wiggles and the oozing. <laughs> and remember, it takes two to tango to create conversations that truly move us, you know, not just in our minds and bodies, but in our hearts and with love. So until next time, this is Martina. And I'm Nat. And we're two life coaches on a mission to make the world a better dance floor. Mm, thanks for the dance. Bye for now. <laughs>